Good evening, everyone. Welcome to your D1T and 5 for the evening of Monday, January 11th, 2021. I'm Connor Newcomb, and let's get right into the biggest stories. The D1 Council has officially decided to table votes on NIL and transfer legislation due this week from the NCAA convention. USA Today's Steve Berkowitz says from a source, quote, The person said there already has been some sentiment within the council to delay action on the name, image, and likeness proposals, but the Justice Department's interest crystallized the matter. No timeline for action to be taken. And the question is how quickly NCAA officials can meet with the Justice Department officials and gain clarity on the department's position amid the transition from the Trump administration to the Biden administration. The council has been meeting monthly. The college football playoff national championship game is tonight, and a 30-second spot in tonight's game will run sponsors upwards of $1 million, per Sportico's Anthony Krupe, who notes that, quote, along with the deep-pocketed college football playoff sponsors such as Dos Equis, Gatorade, Goodyear, and Samsung, ESPN has lined up additional support from quick-serve restaurants, automakers, insurance companies, and wireless providers. Additionally, Alabama and Ohio State have purchased promotional spots, as have the SEC and the Big Ten. Once out-of-home impressions and streaming deliveries are tabulated, Krupe reports the broadcast should average 26 to 28 million viewers, which would be on par with every college football playoff iteration except the inaugural contest between Ohio State and Oregon, which averaged 34.6 million viewers. A Big 12 officiating crew will be in charge of tonight's college football playoff title game, per ESPN College Game Day's Chris Felica, more affectionately known as the Bear. Felica notes, quote, Among Power 5 conferences this year, Big 12 teams were penalized more times for more yards per game. How this game is called, especially on the defensive side of the ball, will go a long way in how this game goes. In reflecting on the football season, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey says he's, quote, disappointed that not all FBS stuck together. I regret that, but I'm not the one who walked away. We're not the ones who walked away. We all should have been more connected. The SEC didn't walk away. Sankey also explains he felt he was on an island in late July and early August when the SEC was the most public proponent of playing this season. Sankey said, quote, there were those that I think made every effort to communicate why we shouldn't try to play. They shamed the effort for trying. I think we did a lot right. The Washington Post's Chuck Culpepper checks in with several epidemiologists who are also college football fans to get their thoughts on the season. None contend that the season should have been scrapped, but Cal professor John Schwartzberg explains, quote, I spent a lot of time grimacing. I think, all in all, daily antigen testing to allow high-risk sports like football to continue, I give it a C-. It's a problematic test, and we were so hopeful that it was going to be our salvation. There was, he notes, a mental benefit from playing, saying, quote, The circus was still held, and I think people enjoyed that. I find it disappointing that coaches didn't model good public health behavior. I'm specifically referring to lack of masking. I think if people following sports saw people meticulously following public health guidelines and saw university presidents not allowing fans, they would think more seriously about it and lives would be saved. The Southland Conference is partnering with Eastman and Bodine to assist the league's board of directors in its plan to review the future alignment of the association, including formulating a process to examine new regional membership possibilities. CBS's Matt Norlander attempts to reverse engineer the NCAA men's basketball tournament schedule based on the information available and the, quote, suspicion that first four games will take place five days after selection Sunday on Friday, March 19th. The first and second round games, he posits, could then begin on Saturday and Sunday and Monday or Tuesday. 
If needed, makeup games could be played during the following week before the Sweet 16 kicks off the following Saturday. In personnel news, Collegiate Sports Management Group taps former NFL consumer product czar Jim Connolly as the company's first senior vice president of consumer products. Marist Director of Swimming Larry Van Wagner announces his retirement, effective June 1st. Arizona State football assistant coach and co-defensive coordinator Antonio Pierce will take over full defensive coordinator and play-calling duties for the Sun Devils. Former Cincinnati Bengals head coach Marvin Lewis, who served as co-defensive coordinator last season, is expected to return in a special advisor role if he doesn't secure an NFL head coaching position this offseason. South Carolina taps Marshall head strength and conditioning coach Luke Day for the same position, and Maryland has hired Cincinnati assistant coach Dan Enos as the Terps' new offensive coordinator. That's your D1T and 5 for the evening of Monday, January 11th. I'm Connor Newcomb reminding you to join us back here tomorrow morning.